0: Joy slept fitfully through the night, reality mixed with dreams so that she didn't know what was true and what was fiction. She vaguely remembered falling, feeling a sharp pain, and calling for help. She remembered giving instructions to her assistant. Fortunately, last year she had been talked into hiring another dance instructor to help her with her teaching load. Joy remembered seeing Jacob's small face from across the room the fear in it. She remembered talking to him, but not what she had said. She remembered the ride in the ambulance, the sharp pain every time they hit a bump in the road. Then she remembered the emergency room, and Dale and some doctor talking to her, saying things she didn't understand, didn't want to understand. Then it seemed she was back in the hospital having grace and a double mastectomy. It all blended together in her dreams. She cried out for Dale, but he wasn't there. Someone, someone was going to take their baby. Someone was going to take all of her babies. Someone was going to cut into her. Where was Dale? She cried out in her sleep, then went back into a fitful doze. Pastor Joe had known it was too good to be true. Almost a month and no phone calls? He wanted to believe it, wanted to believe the change of schools had been what Stephanie had needed to straighten out her life. She'd complained at first, but then had been strangely compliant, almost seeming to be happy about the change. Maybe she had just needed to get away from the label PK, Preacher's Kid. Everyone at St. Luke's knew she was the pastor's daughter, with all the expectations that came with that title. Now his hopes had been dashed by one of those dreaded phone calls. Almost a month and no calls to the vice principal's office. He knew it was too good to be true. Yet he had hoped. Stephanie was sitting with a boy he didn't know. Must be a classmate, he thought. Now what? A woman was already in the vice principal's office. He thought she looked vaguely familiar, but wasn't sure where he knew her from. Good, Pastor, we were just getting started. As I was telling Ms. Reese here, it seems your children have gotten themselves into some trouble in the cafeteria. Seems there was a fight. Whatever it was, I'm sure my Scott had nothing to do with it, Kathleen protested. That's not what the lunchroom supervisor told me. He said to Joe, your daughter knocked a tray out of a student's hands then turned to Kathleen. And your son punched him. Oh, well, then he must have had it coming to him, Kathleen said. Miss Reese, you aren't Scott's legal guardian, are you? He said as he looked through a file on his desk. No, his grandmother is. She couldn't make it. But I'm still his mother. I see, he said, making a note. Just what do you see? Kathleen asked, ready to take him on. She felt the hair rising on the back of her neck. This was too reminiscent of her years in high school. Nothing, he said. Could we talk to the kids? Joe changed the subject. The vice principal called his secretary over the intercom and told her to send Stephanie and Scott in. What do you have to say for yourself? Joe asked Stephanie. Warren Taylor. He was picking on the special needs kids. Took food off some of the kids' trays. That's why I took his tray. Yeah, and he was going to hit Stephanie. That's why I hit him, Scott said. You just keep your daughter away from my son, Kathleen snapped. So your son is not isn't? He was just following your daughter's lead. Scott's never been in trouble before this your daughter's the one with the record keep her away from him with pleasure joe muttered under his breath he hoped he never had to deal with her again she couldn't possibly be related to the reese's he knew